for a number of years, uh, three or four years at least. And I would just sort of be part-time, you know, whenever I could get away, you know, for the weekend and things like that. But but I was always pretty concerned and scared about what people would think or losing my job or degree and things like that. This is the Transparency Podcast Show from Long Beach, California, where we bring you life transformation stories, business, investment, personal development, entertainment, and more. Welcome back to Transparency Podcast Show. I'm your host, Shelby Chang. Um, In today's episode, um, I'm bringing up a guest that's, I met her um, years, years ago when I first started Transition. And we crossed path, and I remember I was asking her her background, her um, how did she become transition and everything. And when she mentioned to me that she was a doctor, and I was kind of impressed. I said, "Oh wow, doctor um, also can be you know like in in their career they are very doing very um, um, a lot of patient and they help a lot of people." So they might have a different um, type of um, attitude or different type, kind of uh, acceptance towards uh, trans people. So today um, I'm going to have her come on and and talk about her um, journey and talk about that she started a clinic called Trans Clinic um, that helps uh, trans people to transition and all other programs that related to the organization. So I'm introduce you, um, Alexis Patrol. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Shelby. I yeah. Really thank you for coming on. Um, so I, when I was doing the, um, you know, homework to, 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 to prepare for the show, I found out our birthday is on the same day. <laughs> Oh, really? Yes, yes, February eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, so it's. I was like, wow, that's that's awesome because you're kind of like the f- second person in the community that I found we have same birthday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so even though I was uh, saying, um, our path, our cross, our path only crossed that one time, long time ago in West Hollywood uh, Pride Parade. But um, I've been following you and, you know, watch you, uh, your journey. And, and again, it, it inspired me and, and kind of helped me as well to see, oh, okay, this is possible to do. And we can, I can do this myself too and stuff. So can you share your background and your transitioning journey with us a little bit? Um, sure. Absolutely. Be happy to. Um, a little bit of general background in terms of like education and where I'm from. Um I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and there wasn't the greatest spot. You know, certainly not L.A. in terms of acceptance. And, you know, it was, it was some years ago. I didn't want to date myself, but, it, you know, a little bit old. And um, so it wasn't quite the easiest place to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going to school, medical school at the University of Pittsburgh, and um, kind of focused on that for a while in, in the residency and training and things like that. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. was all... You know, it just sort of touched my toe in the water, so to speak, in terms of transition. And in those days, you know, I would, never really would have thought that I'd be here in terms of um, fully transition, living as a woman. You know, it, it was, I thought it would be impossible or just too scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, you know, probably about the time we met is when 
things started to feel uh, more open right. uh, to me about the possibilities. Um, you know, traveling to LA, which again has more of a community and more acceptance, and um, you know, maybe that Pride weekend where we met, you know, just you know, be surrounded by all that love and support, you know, really makes you kind of think about what your life could be like and, and you don't necessarily have to hide. Right. Um, so I think that was a really, um, you know, it was probably, honestly, probably like circa 2006 or something like that. Um, whenever, you know, I really started um, to seriously consider transitioning more than just a sort of a part-time thing or, or whatnot. And again, that's probably around when, I, when we met. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know we met multiple times along the way um, in different facets. But, but yeah, um, and I started taking hormones uh, probably not too long after that and, um, you know, had pretty much all the surgeries you could think of. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so you kind of so you, you kind of go to the medical, medical school and then you, you were part-time and then did you already f- transition full-time when you like really went into the medical field? No, I hadn't been working um, in my, you know, prior gender okay. um, for a number of years, uh, three or four years at least. Okay. And I would just sort of be part-time, um, you know, whenever I could get away, you know, for the weekend. Yeah. Things like but but I was always pretty concerned and scared about what people would think or yes. you know, losing my job or degree and things like that. Right. Um, and so again, this was you know early two thousand. So the times weren't quite as accepting as they are now, and it might have been the smart thing to do in retrospect. Um, but yeah, so I worked uh, you know for a while um, in my other gender, just kind of um, in my private life would be dress or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then um, you know finally got the courage to come out at work. Um, and most of the people that I'd work with and colleagues had been longtime friends from, um, you know, residency and school and stuff like that. So it's kind of a small community, a medical community. Like, even if you work in a different city, you kind of know mm-hmm. a little bit, especially in the same specialty and things like that. So, yeah, um, uh, for the, the best, thankfully, most people were very supportive and, you know, yeah. people that weren't sort of come around. <laughs> And, uh, you know, kind of force them to, you know, if you're confident in yourself and you're happy with yourself, then usually, you know, other people come around and they respect you. Yeah, that's very true. So um, when, when, when do you think like the medical field seems to be more accepting or trans, you know, not now, but like, let's say 10 years ago, do you think that's have to do with maybe they, they are already experienced maybe some of the patients or in that kind of um, path, and so they 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 seems like not so surprised, or they may have more knowledge behind it. Yeah, I mean, it could be certainly you know supposedly should be more competent and knowledgeable about different um, um, types of people. Um, you know, if you're a physician in healthcare, mm-hmm. so I imagine there's something to that rather than you know if you're working in finance or Wall Street or right. you know something that's more. Um, nitty gritty, brutal. I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think there's definitely something to that. Um, 
but at the same time, there wasn't much in the way of, um, you know, like if you work for a big corporation, um, like a Boeing or Google mm-hmm. or Facebook, you have a lot more protections than I ever had in terms of, you know, HR and stuff like that. So you didn't really have, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, certainly healthcare is probably one of the fields that um, is a little bit better about transitioning. And now I would say probably the easiest is from what I've seen is with friends is, is tech and stuff like that. Working for like a big right. you know, Facebook, Google, um, you know, yeah. Salesforce. Right. Um, so it seems like, so you take, take what you know and what you experience and study in the medical school, and then you start a, a organization called uh, Trans Clinic. And that's just a recently um, started, right? Can you tell us about what's your mission behind it? Absolutely. So yeah. I started, um, I call it Trans Clinic just because it gives it a little genesis quality, you know, a little. <laughs> yes, I love the name. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I started started thinking about it um, in early 2019, which is um, you know right before the pandemic, okay. and um, and then of course everything kind of shut down, um, and so I had a little bit extra time, you know, in that March and April when everyone was just kind of uh, you know yeah those were in place to to kind of get some of the pieces together. Yes. But um, what what the pandemic did do for me is make telehealth more um, accepted. So even like a Zoom call or something like we're doing, um, usually it's these types of things that have to be done in person or certain doctors of his business would always be in person. But now it's very much accepted and it's almost standard to have a telemedicine, especially for something like hormones, because it's not like you necessarily have to listen to a piece hard and long. You know, it's more just... Um, it's lab driven and it's just kind of seeing how you respond to the estrogen or testosterone. So, um, so it works out really well and it works out for yes. a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So you, you guys do both in person and virtual or just virtual? Um, I only do virtual. Only um, so as I don't have a, an actual clinic yet. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully someday a brick and mortar uh, place, but, but I don't know where I'll put it honestly, because I have um, 25 states so far. Yeah, 25 states. So, like, where would you put it? You yeah, know, that's cap- true. You know, <laughs> I don't think, like you said, people are, because of COVID and people are more accepting to virtual, you know, yeah. telecom. Yeah, because my, my, personally, my doctor haven't seen me for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for years. Yeah, so just telecom. And, and there's people, um, like my doctor, they didn't, they, they didn't, they, she doesn't do Zoom, so I don't see a video, just this just mm. telephone so if 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 a, if a patient or member can um enroll into your program can mm. can they choose some people might not be comfortable uh, doing zoom or have to you know yeah i mean you know there's some people that are actually a little bit older that don't they've never done zoom before uh, which right. you know at this point in time i find hard to believe but but it's true um uh some people just do like facetime mm-hmm. um very rarely we do um, for someone that's very um, shy. Yeah, we just, we just do um, either no picture on the Zoom or um, telephone call. Right. But but I like to see the person just so I kind of have a feel of of where they're at, who yeah. they are. You can tell a lot by 
by a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, and I feel like I can help them the most if I see them and kind of see where they're starting, what they need. Yeah. So I I got some because um you know I, we, as we ha- we have a lot of mutual friends on Facebook and social media, and I got. These question a lot, so I want to maybe pass it on to you to see maybe you can get a better answer from the doctor. Um, okay. A lot of a lot of people ask me uh, how long will I will they see the result after they start taking um, HRT? Um, sure. You know, they say, "Oh, how come I don't see my 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 boob, yeah. my boobs growing? How come I don't my face is still very manly?" And mm-hmm. and I remember I I I, I go back and I tell, ask them so how long have you been taking some some people say three months six months but in my mind I think I start seeing result like after, at least after a year is that correct Yeah, I think a year is fair. Um, you know, you probably notice things within. Well, first of all, it depends if if you're doing like sort of um, prescribed medicine versus you know getting things from the internet or some you know it's mm-hmm. still it's good. But, um, you know, as far as like just regular old prescribed medicine, the way you should correct dose and everything, um, you should start seeing some results within a few months, like just your skin, hair, um, you know, your hair and your head should go more, your skin should get softer, a little bit less body hair, stuff like that. Um, you know, six months, nine months is where you get sort of breast budding, you know, you kind of get, um, you know, your nipples get harder and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you're really not going to get much of a chest or, you know, boobs, you know, about a year and a half. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also that depends on genetics, too, because a lot of it is, just, you know, just the way your mom and dad or, you know, your mom is, I guess, in this case. Um, you really have to compare to to that um, and to see how, you know, what, what your genetic makeup is. And it depends on your age, too. Um, so there's a lot of factors that kind of go into it. Your diet, uh, overall health. I mean, there's so many things that can that can. Yeah. So, so is there a difference between oral and injection? Or injection for some people saying I never done, done injection, but so for people yeah. who done it, they say it's faster. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's true. I think people can get um, caught up in like Reddit communities and <laughs> okay. you know different stuff like that. So. Um, I think if you're doing it right and you're doing it correctly and your patient um, pills versus shot should be pretty much identical. If you take someone's blood six months after taking shots or six months after taking pills, if they're doing it correctly, it should be about the same. Um, yeah. And the one thing, yeah. This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Okay, so um, so I I was um, looking around your website, Trans Clinic. Um, if let's say people are interested to sign up, um, do they need insurance coverage to sign um, up with your services? Uh, it doesn't need insurance, so it is subscription free. 
um, it's so it's a you know it's it costs um, it, there's one package that's ninety nine dollars a month and that's for that includes labs so it includes any labs that you would need throughout the year um, that's a hundred percent covered so the ninety nine dollars a month would be um, basically unlimited I usually text people honestly because it's like you know, it's like a concierge, like a private doctor. So, yeah. And um, so you get all, you know, as many appointments as you want, free labs. Um, the medications um, are not, you know, you don't have to pay for those on your own. Um, but that's the $99. Um, the $69 one is for people that do have insurance. And that way um, it's cheaper because they get their labs covered and their meds covered. So most people... Um, most people get their labs uh, and their meds covered by their insurance. Okay. So, um, so for example, let's say um, I sign up and I want to start H- HRT. And what's the process? Like, do, do, do they get, like, I, I heard you say free consultation. That's probably the first yeah. step. So basically take an intake exam and usually it's about a half an hour and kind of talk. And say, hey, Shelby, you know, what medical problems do you have? Are you pretty healthy? Do you have any bad habits? Do you smoke? Do you drink? You know, just kind of red flags, things like that. Um, If if all those things are negative, if you feel, um, you know, if you're very healthy, if you don't have any um, strange um, problems in the family, you know, in terms of like blood clots or whatnot, then it can start you on hormones really fast, like within the day or two. Okay. And, yeah. Um, and, go ahead. And then we get blood work. Um, if if you have a lot of medical problems, I, I like to get the blood work right away um, just to start and make sure you're safe. If not, then um, you can usually start the medicines right away and then I do the blood work about two, three months later just to make sure that, that uh, measure your levels and make sure that going the right way and not affecting your kidneys or liver or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So do you guys also provide, let's say, um, the ladder of um, recommendation if, if, if your, your patient is, um, you know, taking hormones a long time and they want to move forward with, let's say, uh, bottom surgery, do you guys? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, right, letters of support for mm-hmm. surgery, um, for name change, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, do all those things for free. It's all included. Um, I also, you know, as you know, just being around the community for a long time, you kind of get to know all of the different surgeons and specialists. So, I mean, I feel like off the top of my head, I know multiple surgeons that do the bottom surgery, the top surgery, yeah. you know, that, you know, whether it be Dr. Sinclair or Dr. Deschamps or Dr. Right. Tobin. You know, I just... I know people that have gone to them and I can tell you the pluses and minuses of them. So I often talk about um, with the patients, uh, you know, what their best options are for surgery too. Yeah. What, kind, what kind of option? Oh, this is kind of one of my personal questions. What, what kind of options does the bottom surgery have? Because I, I noticed there's different kind now, right? The technology oh, is different. Right. Different yeah, kind. They, there's, I heard there's... Um, the traditional kind is like folding. And then mm-hmm. I, I also heard of the create a death inside the vagina. Right? Yeah, kind of the newest thing that's around is it uses um, like a, the, 
part of the peritoneum, which is part of the basically like the you know the area that uh, controls that you know, pushes on the the intestine. Mm-hmm. So so it's automatically sort of lubricated and stretchy. So you don't have to really dilate and um, you don't have to douche as much, stuff like that. So um, it makes it a little bit easier that way. And um, But it's still, it's not, uh, it's very different than the traditional surgery. Um, so it's still, I think, you know, still the pros and cons are still, they're still out there. And, you know, I haven't met all that many girls that have had it done. Mm-hmm. But supposedly uh, it sounds promising, um, you know, in but yeah, for it'll be really good for depth and um, for cleaning and stuff like that. Okay, thank you for the info. Because um, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not too sure which route to take. And so yeah. maybe I can ask you after the I show. I did the once. old school one, but yeah. I don't know. I did the old school one, but I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm still uh, a <laughs> recommend. Okay. Yeah. Well, and some people said it also depending on your sexual preference. Like, yeah, you know, if sure. you date, let's say myself, I date men only. So mm-hmm. I might want to look for something that's more compatible to that instead of, you know, uh, other way sure. around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Very true. All right. So um, besides the um, healthcare, and the medical that uh, Trans Clinic provide, I also noticed you guys have also a different activities weekly. Can you share some of those activities with us? I'm sure. So try to keep people involved as much as possible. And there's every Tuesday we have what's called Trans Tuesday. And that is um, about an hour and a half long. It's at 6 o'clock um, Pacific or 9 o'clock Eastern and we have guest speakers. And the guest speaker could be a surgeon. It could be a famous surgeon that you would hear about that does facial feminization or the bottom surgery, breast surgery. Um, we do have a fair number, even though it's trans clinic and I'm trans female, there's a lot of guys. So I have some things for trans guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have voice coaches that come on and talk to us. Um, just anybody that's kind of relative uh, and relevant, I should say, in the field of trans um, health or just someone interesting. Um, and usually we have about 30, 40 people on a Zoom call every Tuesday night. And people get to know each other because most of my patients are pretty scattered all over and not all of them have a huge community of friends. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that they get to meet people um, and, you know, they become friends with each other. And then we get to listen to some really good speakers. So that's all involved and free, um, you know, with the package as well. Um, And there's also every Sunday, uh, what's called Wake Up with Allie. Allie's a good friend of mine who is a PhD in um, uh, kinesthetics. So she basically is like a personal trainer. And um, she's also in the community and Mm -hmm. she runs... Uh, a workout that you can do at home so you don't need much more space than you have right right there in front of you. and um, yeah. you can get a pretty good workout you know for your for your butt or your core or your you know th- thighs and stuff like that so she does about an hour workout every sunday morning so all these are on zoom uh, is it like virtual and live do you guys have an archive yeah. that people it's can- live 
It's live. There's no recording at all. Just one. Okay. Okay. Allie doesn't want us to record it because she thinks that everyone won't show up until the live one. Ah, just... that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I should learn that part. Okay. Um, so any last words or, or advice that you can share with us about like if anyone thinking about transitioning or in the middle of transitioning, like not like they might not know where to go and what to do next? Um sure. Well, other than being self-serving, you know, Transclinique is very, uh, I just make it very convenient and it's easy to sign up. You can do it from your home, your laptop, you know, where it's, um, but, but past that, um, advice for someone, just advice to like my younger self, for example, you know, it is scary to transition, especially the world, you know, there's a lot of politics around that is ugly, against trans people but um you know you got to live your truth and living your authentic life will make you so much more happy and people respect you so much more um so i think that you know it's very scary to transition but i would you really have to do it I, i recommend it highly um yeah, I, I, when you, when you just say that, I, I just kind of reflect and then I agree 100% with you because I just post something today about if you already transitioned, you already done the hardest part, then, you know, your life from that point on is, 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 it's very uh, limited, you know, whatever you plan to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so I thank you for coming on the show to share yeah. with us and um and we hope to have you come back next time and share more uh tips and yeah. help medical health care um information with our audience and listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely yeah. and great to catch up. Uh, yes, with we you. will catch up. Yes. That's <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching and listening. Um we will be back next time. Thank you.